Smarties, if you watched our most recent office hours on July 11th, you heard the debate that occurred about this very episode. And if you didn't hear our Facebook Live office hours, head on over to the Smarties of the Learn Smarter Podcast Facebook group and join the group and you'll see it all unfold. Today, Steph is sharing just some of her favorite math apps and games. She announced in that office hours that this episode was only going to be for elementary students because, quite frankly, she had too many resources for us, so she decided to narrow it down. But have no fear, Smarties. We're planning to do another episode very soon for those of us, including me, who wanted Steph's favorite math apps and games for middle school and high school students. We heard all of you when you said you wanted that episode too, and we'll serve that up to you soon. But for now, Smarties, let's learn from the game guru herself. (laughs) Today, Steph brings us her favorite math apps and games for elementary students. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 64 of Learn Smarter, the educational therapy podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And Rach, it's been a minute, but we're here. (laughs) So there's been no break in new episodes for our audience. But (laughs) as we were setting up this morning, I'm like, this feels good. (laughs) It had been probably... I mean, we were trying to figure it out. I truly think it's been about a month. Yeah, it's probably been about a month. Yeah. Since we've recorded a new episode. And we usually work on the podcast twice a week. For us to just have a break for a month, there's a lot to catch up on. Steph, you went on your trip. I went on my trip, which was amazing. You had a great time. Had a great time. Loved it. I stepped away from the business for two weeks, which was great. My students got a break. I got a break. I went to Disney World and rode rides, and that was super fun. But I just found out you didn't go to the Magic Kingdom, which, like, blew my mind. Yeah. I don't care that it's the same as Disneyland. I love it all. Oh, I love it all, too. I was there for four days, and I hit my limit and ended up being the choice between Harry Potter World and Magic Kingdom. And I chose Harry Potter World. You sent me a video. Yes. Of, uh, not Hogwarts. Gringotts. Gringotts, which, by the way, looked very similar to the... Gringotts that they have at the Leavesden set. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't say anything to you in the moment because I was too busy asking you if it was really hot there. But (laughs) it looked almost identical to what we experienced when I did the movie tour with Caitlin. It was so cool. It was so cool. It was great, right? The Hogwarts Express goes between the two parks and each way is a different version So you have to write it there and back to get the full effect because each way is a different story and what's going on. And then what were the rides? There was the Forbidden Journey. There was a little roller coaster that I can't remember what it's called. There was the one at Gringotts. And then they had just opened this motorcycle, this Hagrid motorcycle one. But the wait was three hours. So we weren't having any part of that. You didn't do that. Yeah. I've not been to Harry Potter World here because it's here at Universal Studios, but the one there is supposed to be a lot bigger, right? Yeah, because it's in two parks. Oh, wow. But the butterbeer is so good. Okay. I've had butterbeer at Leavesden. It was so sweet. Oh, my God. I couldn't drink it. Oh, my God. It was frozen and it was so hot. It was like the most amazing thing I've ever had. (laughs) That sounds good. 
That sounds good. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, and you went out of town too. Yeah, Adam and I went to Santa Barbara for a couple of days. We're doing a couple of mini trips. We're going to be out of town a lot in July. And his birthday is next week. So happy birthday, honey. I'm acting like he's going to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> in case he does. In case he does. Love you. And we had a really good time. We just like stayed at a hotel and just stayed there. I love the way we vacation because neither one of us really wants to go do a whole bunch of stuff. On our honeymoon, there was a very good chance that we were going to do zero activities like that could have absolutely happened. And we forced ourselves to do like an ATV excursion, which was great. And I've always wanted to drive an ATV. So I was super here for it. But at the same time, we could have absolutely just stayed on the beach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're resort people for sure. And we don't need I remember one time we went to Mexico and every day we talked about going out on the water and doing something. And I got a little obsessed with the idea of parasailing. But neither one of us likes heights, but whatever. <laughs> and every day I was like, do you want to do the parasailing today? He's like, eh tomorrow and we just never did it and so we just like to go and sit sit by the pool yes yeah that's where i shine yeah i like it's poolside yeah (laughs) amazing that's where i really hit my stride yeah good 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 (laughs) anyway so steph when we did the live that's when you told us that you were containing this episode to elementary school games and apps yeah because i started putting in some of the other games I liked and it started getting really long and I didn't feel like I wanted to cut. So then I thought, hmm, okay, let's just have very specific episodes for each age group because I don't want to skip in case there's somebody that is literally only looking for elementary school or literally only looking for middle. Yeah. I don't want to clump them all together. Also, the live had me looking on Amazon last night. This is what happens. Especially at night. I already know what happens. <laughs> I need some new games because I'm bored of the games that I have. And so I ordered a few. You'll try them out. You'll get back to it. Exactly. And then I'll be super ready. Some new games that are going to be like for sure good middle high school. So let me remind you that even though you've been playing some of your games for a long time, our audience has not. It's going to be all brand new to them. For sure. One of them that I'm going to talk about today, I got right before I left on my trip And there's a couple of kids that all they want to do is play it over and over and over again. I can't wait. And also, if you guys haven't seen that live and you ever wonder how decisions get made in this podcast, (laughs) that's how decisions get made. (laughs) Steph just went, it's going to be just for elementary school students. And I went, okay. (laughs) That's how decisions often get made between the two of us on certain episodes. It kind of just depends on who makes the decision. And the other one goes, Okay. (laughs) Very, very rarely do we have to discuss it further than that. But if we do, then we usually compromise on it because if someone has a strong opinion, then we take it seriously. But it made sense when Steph was like, eh, only elementary school students. But then we saw your comments. A couple of you DM'd us after and you were like, no, we want the middle school and high school stuff, which I do too. Yeah. We'll do it. Fair. We'll do it. I was making a list because I was looking around my office after the live. Yeah. And I have about five or six. That's plenty for an episode. But some of them are okay. I don't love them. You don't want to give them the full endorsement. Exactly. And so that's why I wanted to see if there's any other ones that I could give a full endorsement about. And there's another game that a client in my office has been really wanting to play. And you were on vacation 
<laughs> and guys, I don't do well reading the directions. I would much rather like Steph just show me how to play it. That's my learning language is <laughs> to show me. And he has asked me several times if you've explained the game to me yet. And I'm like, no, I want to know what game it is. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. You'll think of it and tell me. You'll all of a sudden text me. I'll text you a picture when I'm in the office. And then I'll do a little video, okay? It sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. So, Steph, let's dig in. And are we doing a freebie with this episode? Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. Should we? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. So, Smarties, you heard it here. <laughs> There'll be a freebie associated with this episode. So go sign up for www.learnsmarterpodcast.com. Go sign up for our email list and you'll get it in your email. <laughs> we also have a brand new beautiful website. So much has happened. Yeah. We should talk about that. You know what? Yeah, we should talk about that for just a hot second. Okay. Smarties, go to our website. Let us know what you think. We now have created the functionality that you can search for episodes by series. You can click on the series art and all the episodes that we've done in that series will pop up. We are now at 64 episodes, but we've recorded more than that. And if you just want to look for math episodes, like this one's going to be a part of our math series, then you go click on the math. Or if you want just our executive functioning episodes, you go and search that way. So it provides a little more functionality. Wouldn't you agree, Steph? Yes. This um, was one of the things we wanted to do early on. Right. But we didn't have enough episodes yeah. and it, it, it was expensive. Yeah. And it was complicated. We were having trouble, you guys, with the beginning episodes disappearing. Which you had told us about. Many yes. of you had reached out to us about it and we couldn't figure it out for a hot second. Yeah. But so that's fixed too. Go check out our beautiful new website. We hope you guys like it. I hope so because it costs us some money, yo. <laughs> it's worth it. It's totally worth it. It is totally worth it. We've been wanting to do this for a while. And it was a dream that we had early on. I was like, I really want everybody to be able to search by series. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. But also, we didn't have enough episodes. So now we're at a point where it's totally appropriate yeah. to search because we have that functionality on our end with some of the tools that we use to look at what the episodes were. Yeah, it's true. So it's true. You guys should have that as well. Yeah. All right. Enough with the kibitzing. Steph, game number one. Game number one. And you guys, I've talked about some of these games before. So you can check that out in episode 32, where we talk. I talked about my favorite games and apps of 2018. But some of these are so good, they're worth bringing up again. Agreed. And the first one, which I know you share as a fave, is Racco. Love Okay, and Racco is a game where you have to put in ascending order when there's two players up until 50. 60. Oh, it's 60. You're right. One you're right. through 60. One okay. through 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And see, I'm just doing this all by memory. And I really love this game because it is getting a number sense going. It's planning, prioritizing. Strategy. Strategy, because you have to replace the cards. You can't just move them around to put them in order. So it's not looking at something and going, well, oh, if I just move this card and this card, you can only pick up a card and replace it. And sometimes kids, I notice, I don't know if you get this too, but I'm sure you do. Sometimes they leave so much space between numbers. Yeah. 
And then they'll put something in and there's like four slots and they have between 30 and 35 and there's four slots in between. So that means that they have to replace with 31, 32, 33, 34. Right. And the chances of that card coming up to replace is very low. Let me say it in different words just in case because I know exactly what game you're playing, but I'm like thinking about the people who have never seen it before. Mm -hmm. What Steph is really talking about is that you want to evenly space out your cards so that you have a lot of options between, let's say you needed, you had 20 and then you had like 52, which isn't going to work because it's too high. And then you had 28. That means you have 21 through 26 as an option in between those two cards. What I find that kids do is that they'll naturally get some cards that are kind of in a good order. Mm -hmm. So they'll get, let's say, 30, 33, 34, and they're all in the right order, but they're all kind of at the front, Mm -hmm. which means they don't have that many options for the back half. The front half, they'll have options, but the back half, they won't. Yeah, so there's less number options for the second half of the little card holder. And the cards come up and you choose to pick one and keep it or not. And you can take the discard pile from somebody else. But the chances of all the cards in such a short number span is very low that you'll get all of those cards. So you have to be really strategic and have really good number sense and planning where it should be. And you also have to be willing to let go of things that are working because even though it's working in the small term, yeah, in the short term, it will not serve you in the overall game and you'll absolutely lose. Mm-hmm. You said you're allowed to take a card and use it or not. I thought the rule was if you take a card, you have to use it. Mm-mm. Oh, well, that's how we've been playing. You can put it down and say, no, you don't want it. And the other person can pick it up. Oh, we've been playing wrong for years. Whatever. It's working for us. (laughs) Yeah. You do you. So if you choose not to use the new card that you've selected and you put it down, the other person has the choice to use it. Mm -hmm. And is that their turn or do they still get to draw? They can choose. They can either pick it up and that's their turn or they draw if they don't want that card. Okay. Got it. We love Racco. This is a go-to one. It's popular and it's fast. It is. It's really fast. And you can play it with older kids. Older kids like it too. And you can play it with multiple people. Yeah. I've had parents come in at the end of session one or two times because the kids like the game so much and we all play. Oh, that's cute. It's cute. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) All right. So the next one is four-way countdown. And it's a square game that has these little blocks with numbers one through ten. And it's got one of those trouble... Poppy things. Poppy things, yeah. (laughs) And you push it, and it gives you a number. Is it two dice or one dice? Two. Two die. And it gives you a number, and you have to add them together. Or subtract them. Or subtract them. Or in some cases, I've done multiplication if it's small, like two times three. Whatever the result you get... Yeah, what's the, what's the proper vocab term for that? <laughs> the result. So, like, let's say you do two plus three because you just gave that example. So you, you get a two on the dice and a three on the other one. And so you have a couple of different options. And when I play this game with students, I make them give me all the choices. Mm. And I make them say the full math sentence. So this was what it would look like or sound like. I would want them to say three plus two is five. Three minus two is one. 
three times two is six. I'm going to use three plus two is five. And then you lift up the five on your side. Yeah, the little block. And the goal of the game is to pick up all of the blocks on your side. There's special rules because if you have die, then you're going to get 11 and 12, which isn't an option. So there's special rules about what happens for those. Mm -hmm. Kids love it. This one's super kinesthetic. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend if you're teaching math facts, and that's one of the reasons I use that game to reinforce math facts, Yeah, that you have the students see the sentence aloud. I have found that students will do this. Three plus two, five. It's really important they say is five. We want to be encouraging that math language the whole time because later on when they have word problems, that will come up that is always means equals in math. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you want to start integrating that as early as possible. I love it. I love it. I don't make them say them all. I just made them say the one that they were going to use. But, but now, now I'm going to change that. <laughs> now I'm going to change that. And they get annoyed by it because they want to go for the one that's more automatic for them. For sure. And so if they're forced to stop and think about it, it's good. I'm into it. Yeah. Okay, guys, the next one. This is the one that Rachel doesn't like. Nope. It's by the same company, and there's two versions of this that I have. One is called Check the Fridge, and one is called Clumsy Thief Jr. I have Check the Fridge. Clumsy Thief Regular, but I don't play it as much because it's money. But Check the Fridge is like Go Fish, and you have to get three cards that add up to 25. Basically, you get the cards in your hand and you can ask the other player. And the reason it's check the fridge is because they're vegetables. So mm-hmm. there's a cauliflower. There's eggplant, I think. Eggplant. There's radish. Carrots. And- Carrots, yeah. And let's say in my hand, I had all of the same of carrots. Let's say I had a 10 carrot. I had a another 10 carrot, let's say. And I had a three carrot. Okay, so I would say to Rachel, do you have a carrot? And maybe I have a five carrot. Yeah. And then I hand over all the vegetables of that kind. It's like, go fish. Oh, you're saying only one. Only one. Oh, well, that'll make the game go longer. (laughs) (laughs) You only hand over one and you can choose which one you want. But I'm not going to know what's in your hand. So I could still hand you exactly what you need. Exactly. So let's say I have a 10 and a 10 and she hands me a five. Now I have 25. So I put those three cards down as my one match or set. Now I can only ask you for cards that I have in my hand. So I can't have a carrot and a radish and then ask you for an eggplant because I don't have one. If I say, Rachel, do you have a carrot? And you don't, you say, check the fridge, just like go fish. I still am not sure I love this game, but I'll give it another. You just rolled your eyes at me. I'll give it another go because I obviously interpreted the rules wrong. This is why you just need to show me. I know. I know. Well, we need to play once is what needs to happen. So the reason that I really love this game is because I put a piece of the post-it graph paper in front of the kids. Uh And especially for the younger ones that don't have the mental math Uh ready to go. They have to sit there and add up the different combinations to see if they've gotten 25. And that's harder than you think for a lot of them, especially second, third graders. Some fourth graders can do it, but some can't. So they're looking for different combinations of 25, and then it starts to become automatic. And they know that 10 and 10 and 5 is 25, Mm. or 6 and 4 
and 15, 15 equals 25. And very often they're sitting there and I'll have them do, wait, let me just check. And they're doing all this different math. And I don't know what it is that they have exactly, but I give them the time and the space. They do it in the boxes like I want them to. Uh-huh. And when they have something, they're excited. They put it down. If they don't, they know what they're looking for. If you don't know what Steph's talking about, about doing it in the boxes, go back and listen to math is a four letter word, which I believe is episode 11. Mm hmm right? Yep. We'll link it in the show notes, but this is how we do math in our sessions. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of rules and guidelines. So that's a good episode to go back and listen to if you have a learner who's struggling with math. Quickly, Clumsy Thief Jr. is a little bit different and the rules are up to 10 and you play it a little bit differently and you steal stacks of cards. This is the one that the kids have been wanting to play nonstop. Okay. It is so fun and you steal piles from each other which is really fun. But it only goes up to 10, so it's a little bit easier for the younger guys. Cool. The next one is the allowance game. Now, one of the reasons I love this is from Lakeshore. One of the reasons I love this, I played this as a kid. And you have to manage your money. And you have to pay out when you do something wrong. Or you earn money when you do something like mow the lawn. Is it a board game? It's a board game. If you break a window, you have to pay you know, $2 to get it fixed. Things like that. It's super fun. Guys, remember earlier in the episode, I said, Steph, go highlight the one you think that I don't like. And she highlighted this one. Why did you? Th- I don't have this game. Why do you think I wouldn't like this one? Because it's a little more tedious and takes longer. Oh, <laughs> I don't like games that take too long. <laughs> the next one is Some Swamp. And that is a quick, quick little game. There is a die that is a plus and there's one that's a minus and there's two numbers up to six and the kids roll and they have to solve the problem according to what they roll. And the big thing that I have them do is I have them line it up to be in a sentence and then tell me the whole sentence and what it equals. You know, I love it. Yep. So that one's really fun. It's quick and they really enjoy it. So... There's that one. Then we go to apps. We've talked about this one. We love this one. Yeah. So one of our favorites, and we've been known to play it ourselves. Alone. At home. (laughs) Is by the company Osmo. And they have a pizza game that you open a restaurant and you have to follow the orders and make the correct pizzas and cook them and give change and manage your money and buy different things for the restaurant etc you have a physical pizza and then you have ingredients and you have to put the ingredients on top of the board Mm -hmm. it's through the app you like set it up so the ipad reads the board Mm -hmm. and you have to have a combo of going quickly but going accurately yep because you have to give the computer time to catch up sometimes and then you have to give change on the on the back end of it you guys so fun so fun It's such a reward for learners in my practice to get to play it. Oh, for sure. Me too. You can mess with the settings. And when I say mess, I mean, you can change them so that it can be you're only working with dollars. You're only working with quarters. You can get down to pennies. And then that's for the more advanced learners. And you can choose how fast it goes. It can be really fast and they have to do it quickly. Or it's not timed at all and they can work through it. So it depends on what level they're at. When you're playing this game in session, Steph, I'm always playing it with my learners. So like 
Oh, for sure. One of us is in charge of putting the pizzas together, and one of us is in charge of doing the change. Oh. Is that how you break it up? No. I'm sitting there with them, and I'm usually cleaning up and putting the toppings and the money back where they belong in the register or in the little tray. You're letting them do the whole thing. I'm letting them do the whole thing. If it's a younger kid, I'll put it on the junior mode, and it's not timed. Right. So we talk it out, but I'm always sitting right next to them. And we often switch. So if they were in charge of the pizza toppings the last round, they're in charge of the change this round. Inevitably, they want to do both. But the students that I'm often dealing with are students with ADHD who want to do all the things at the same time. Mm -hmm. So what I'm actually trying to teach them is stay in your lane, focus on your one task, and stop messing with whatever my task is. That's an interesting idea. Because they can't help themselves. It's about self-regulation because yeah. you'll get very specific pizza toppings. Like it should look like a sunflower. Yeah, like It's exactly. very specific and you get a sad face if it doesn't look quite like the sunflower that the person imagined. So it's a really fun one. And you don't get a good Yelp review. No. Because there's Yelp reviews in the game, guys. Yep. <laughs> you want those good Yelp reviews. Exactly. So and the last one is motion math. And I think they've changed this a little bit and you might have to get a subscription to it, but which is a bummer. It is a bummer, but it's so great. You guys. Oh my gosh. Okay. So they have quite a few games. We're going to talk about one specifically that we like today for the elementary age. And it's another pizza game. And Rach, you were talking before we press record about why you really like the pizza game. And I want to hear. So I specifically like this pizza game because what's happening is the student is creating a pizza. There's no like physical component. This is all done on the app. They're like dragging the toppings over. It's super fun. They're pricing it out. Mm -hmm. And I only allowed them to price out on the dollar. So $3, $4, $5, $6, whatever is appropriate for that pizza because you still want to make a profit, guys. So Mm -hmm. even if the ingredients cost $2.48, let's put it up to $4. Let's see if we can sell it. The reason I do this game very often is because I've just taught skip counting. So we'll have a $3 pizza when we've just worked on the three skip counting. And again, if you don't know what we're talking about when we're talking about skip counting, go back to episode 11 because this is a really fun way, fast way, engaging way to help learners reinforce the skip counting family that you've just taught them. Yep. So that's how I use it. How do you use it, Steph? You know, I use it sometimes when I'm having a kid who's really math resistant. Uh Uh-huh. And it's a good buy-in. Totally. So, you know, they love doing the math on the iPad. And if we do one thing together that they don't like, then they get to do the pizza. Either one. Yep. Either pizza. They tend to like want to do the Osmo. Right. Because it's got the physical component. But I think I should only give the option of the motion math pizza a little bit more often. So I think I might do that. So I like it. Yeah, this is why we do those episodes. There was a reason I asked to do this specific episode stuff, which was I wanted more ideas. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll try check the fridge and I might want you to get Clumsy Thief Jr. because I love it so much. I know my team members in the office love that one. Check the fridge. I know they're using it. I'm just not using it. Yeah, yeah. I actually got a second one for the office because it was so good. And I just got another Clumsy Thief Jr. I just ordered last night because... For the other office. The other office wanted it and we're going to just end up stealing it from each other. That's what ends up happening with the popular games. We need two copies or three copies of it at this point. (laughs) Yep. All right, Smarties. It's been real. I'm excited to do the middle school one because I think there's a lot of Think Logic games 
that are really good for middle school and high school students that we love. So I'm excited to do that. And Smarties, don't forget to go and get the freebie associated with this episode. If you're on our email list, you'll have gotten it this morning. All right. Have a great week, Smarties. Have a good one.